This is Moonshine and Scoreboards with Kevin, Landon, and Justin. Hello and welcome to Moonshine and Scoreboards episode 15. I'm your host, Kevin, and I'm joined with my two great co-hosts, Justin and Landon. How are we doing, gentlemen? I think I'm doing better than Landon tonight. What do you mean? I'm doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, you sound I fantastic. Mean, <laughs> I mean, for all you Duke Nukem fans out there, I mean, you're going to love this episode. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> uh, believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm doing much better than I could be question mark uh pixie behind the curtains i'm going to get my lungs x-rayed tomorrow after i get off work so oh. uh, we'll yeah we'll, we'll 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 find out what's up so yeah well, hopefully they find a nothing wrong and b the radiation turns you into a superhero that's my hope <laughs> also one of us found the soundboard so i'm going to try and not run this thing into the ground too much or more honestly too fast Hey, Kevin, I just want to say uh, way to go on running the show last week solo. Uh, you did a great job, um, but obviously, you. you know, that that one one week was enough. We needed to come back and help you out. Yeah, I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I will say that I did not enjoy that very much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I will say that Josh Pate makes it look a lot easier than it actually is. I was like... When when you guys were like, oh, I don't think we'll be able to record. I was like, okay, well, I'll just you know pull a Josh Pate and do it by myself. And surely it's not that hard. I mean, he looks like an idiot. There's no way that he knows that uh, that he can <laughs> you know, he can do it, and I can't. And uh, yeah, I I did not enjoy that. I was like, okay, I gotta fill time when I'm done with all my stuff. What do I do? <laughs> Well, oh, you yeah. got the job done. You did an admirable job. But as, as you can tell, one of us barely has a voice and felt the need. Oh, God, we have to come back and do this as a whole team now. That's true. Yeah. And yeah. I was at a holiday party to. last week and uh, I uh, it was an open bar. And so I made sure to make the most of that. And then I crawled home. So, there you go. Yeah, it's a bar crawl. It was definitely a bar crawl. I had a good time. I think I challenged about five or six people to pickleball. I've never played pickleball in my life, um, <laughs> but I told them all I would kick their ass, and that's how the night went. <laughs> well, Jay, I think you've reached the age where where you've officially entered that pickleball era of your life. So, so I'm right. so I'm glad you've entered it with gusto. And, and, exactly. Yeah, and apparently you've entered it wanting to fight people too. So, uh, so, so you got that going for you. I'd like to know if anyone out there has ever said the phrase "I will kick your ass at pickleball" because I think that's much too aggressive for pickleball. Most definitely, yeah. I hear it's great exercise, but but you know it, it, it's supposed to be more laid back and 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 a and a low impact way to uh, get exercise, not high impact. And by high impact, I mean you know catching a roundhouse to the eye socket impact. I'm gonna I'm gonna smoke some of these seniors. <laughs> I'm gonna we're playing for AARP cards, and I'm taking them all home. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jay, you've also entered the, a, a new era of your life and you didn't even realize it you're going to become a florida man <laughs> florida I man mean, whoops entire senior center for aarp cards semicolon pickleball massacre of 2024 and steals all the hard candy that was supposed to be a prize for bingo 
<laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Sorry, Kevin. Back to you. Oh, no, you're, you're totally fine. I was looking at the soundboard as well. Wow. <laughs> I, I was, we do not need I've, two people on the soundboard. I've, <laughs> I've discovered the soundboard also. Um, good job, Kevin. That's what I was looking for. I was looking at the golf clap when I was like, I wonder if now would be a good time to try this. Um, Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, we only have six buttons we can use on the free version <laughs> of Discord. Also, for for no reason, I'm now thinking about paying for the non-free version of Discord. <laughs> more 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 noises, the better. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I can can't say that I've ever said I will kick your ass at pickleball, but the the golf community seems to love pickleball. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, but, maybe what, what are they? Do? Why are they invading pickleball? They have golf. Stay in your lane, know, golf. Dude. Like, like golf community <laughs> is all about pickleball, and they're just like it's so much fun. And I'm like, I play golf because it's no exercise. That's why I enjoy it. So. And there's a beer cart that rolls around. On the yep, court. exactly. I'm, I'm gonna stick to golf and leave the pickleball to other people because I don't like to run around. Um, I'm gonna be, but nonetheless, it looks fun. I'm gonna be the Happy Gilmore of the Senior Citizens Pickleball League here in Sanford, Florida. You're going to try and stab somebody with a skate? I might. Yeah. And then attack Bob Barker? (laughs) You're going to die, Bobby! (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, we we are going to, I guess, we're going to recap the championship weekend. Mm -hmm. And, of course... I I would assume that there's going to be a lot of discussion on the playoff committee selection. Oh yeah. And and then we're going to dive into pub dubs. And Sounds it's great. it's kind of a shorter show I'm thinking this week just because we have our big bowl bonanza next week where the triple B the triple B the first annual triple B where we're literally going to pick every single bowl game. Every single one. All Wait, are, all of, are all of those, is that going to add to our pick stats? Just curiously. Will this, will this count as like a whole big pub dub show? I would assume that it would, that it would only be pub dubs. Okay. Well, that means my record is about to go down the tubes. I'm never good at picking bowl games, but. Oh, no. so then yes, absolutely. That's only, it's, <laughs> oh, it's 100% oh. pub dubs. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that the big bowl bonanza Bingo, bango, bongo, whatever we're going to call it. It needs to be its own contained thing because this is one of the most wonderful times of the year to be a sports fan. That's right. Yeah. I, I mean, Wait, honestly, how far behind am I in you in the pup dubs? Oh, come on, Kevin. Pretty far. Pretty far. <laughs> you, you're, you're 10 games back on both of us. Oh, I could make that up easy on the bowl game. Oh, okay. All right. No, no, no. We'll, we'll make it its own thing. We'll make it its own thing. I do like that idea. Just because that would be, I mean, there's literally like 70 games. Yeah. I feel like that would make, that would kind of skew the results. Uh, because I've had a terrible second half of the season ever since, you know, ever since somebody joined the show, Landon, I've Justin. been miserable. <laughs> Landon, you've stolen all of Kevin's power because, I mean, you've been dominating. <laughs> I don't know. Last week, um, I uh, I had what I like to call a Kevin week. So, you know, uh, um, uh, I don't know if I stole all of his power. 
Well, it's it's, it's funny. We all, I mean, we'll. I'm sure we'll get into this when we get to pub dubs. But all all of us totally missed the all three of the basketball games, which is exciting because I added several more this week. So yeah, we got to pick NBA games. What is going on? <laughs> don't don't we have like Kazakhstan, like like slug fighting or something? We could pick. Come on, oh, man. Don't challenge me. I'll find stuff like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Please, please. please. I have a pick, do the I NBA have a pick for a whole new show where it's just pub dubs, and I do pick really obscure things, and that's what we do for an hour. And oh, I would love that in all honesty. That would be. I great. think it'd be really fun. That would be. That would really be fun. Gambling, I'm not so. gonna lie. I, I I like the idea. I do like the idea. You know. All right. Look underwater for the basket weaving, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, look for the spinoff. It goes crazy during the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that for now we'll contain it to the college football championship weekend. We'll contain it to the great big discussion that was the playoff committee selection show on Sunday. Um, and then we'll just stick to our regular pub dubs, at least yep. for now. Uh, maybe down the road we can add the, the basket weaving. <laughs> but I guess let's, let's start with the recap of uh, of championship weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the season, just because the games actually like, well, all the games matter, but these games really, really matter because you get to leave with a trophy, or, or in some cases, a championship belt. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll start with Friday night. Uh, Washington ended up beating Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game that was, in my opinion, a playoff semifinal, playoff quarterfinal. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but as, as Washington won 34-31, uh, Michael Penix had another good game. It was kind of like a the same way that the – the first game that these two played, it was uh, went down where it, it was like was, a shootout, but like more validating, I think, for Washington because I think people like no one believed Washington was going to win this rematch. Yep, and now they you know they go to a neutral field and Washington does it again. I mean, I, I don't think you can question it. Absolutely not at this point. I mean, it, it's it is difficult. They always say it's really difficult to beat a team twice in a year if you have to play them, and uh, Washington did it. I think they deserve a lot of credit. I mean. That those are two two teams, honestly, both that could be playoff teams, but Washington beat them twice. I mean, mm-hmm. pretty pretty. Uh, I would say impressive. And 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 like you said, I don't think anybody was in Washington's corner last Friday. I mean, Vegas. I mean, they Nine picked Oregon. Underdog. Yes, yeah. I mean, not not only did they pick Oregon to beat Washington, it was it was a score and then some to beat. Washington, but uh, Washington took care of business, and there were some parts during that game where I, we, I was in the group chat saying, like, Washington is on the doorstep of blowing this thing wide open, and I do have to give Oregon credit for staying in the game, clawing back, but um, at the end of the day, Jay, you said it, but this was a validating win when all eyes were on Oregon and all eyes were on Washington, Washington vanquished Oregon once again, um, kind of putting Bo Nix's uh, Heisman hopes to bed. I know he's one of the four finalists that got uh, invited to uh, New York for the um, ceremony or whatever, but I, the the lasting image I'm going to see of Bo Nix is him sulking with the towel over his head when triple zeros hit in the fourth quarter and just staying there. It's like, I understand this is a very emotional moment for you, but, but, but 
Bo Nix has been in college for like 14 years. Be be the 37-year-old man that you are. Get up, go, and shake your opponent's hand and say, good game. That's right. Yeah. Agreed. Have they always done... When did the four semifinalists start getting invited into New York? I don't think they did that last year, did they? I think they can have up to five. Yeah, I think that's right. Last year, I think I think there were three. Last year it was five, and I think I think they've capped it at five, or maybe it was four. I hold hold on, I'll I'll do a quick uh, real time Google search. Well, uh, give me uh, one second while you Google that. I'm just gonna say this right now. Um, I realize Bo Nix is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's been outdueled twice by another man who's being invited to New York. I feel like you've had your shot on the national stage twice, and I know he's played well, but Penix won the game both times. So, in yeah, my opinion, you've been an- eliminated, Bo Nix. Oh, like, yeah, he's not winning the Heisman. It, it's going to Jaden Daniels. I well, think. Maybe. Maybe, but like... No, no, Jaden Jaden Daniels is going to win it. God, do I wish I listened to my gut and made that futures bet. Yeah, I oh, think Daniels is going to win I don't think it's going to be unanimous, but I think it's going to be pretty a pretty wide margin. I think the only way that that it wouldn't be Jaden Daniels is if Bo Nix would have won on Friday night and had a good game. Like oh, I, uh, and uh, real time Google search, there was only four Heisman finalists last year. Number four, Stetson Bennett. Number three, Max Duggan. Number two, uh, C.J. Shroud, and then number one, your Heisman winner, Caleb Williams. Right, that's what I thought. Um, Who? <laughs> yeah, yeah never guy? heard of any of these guys, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think that I think Michael Penix would have a case if he didn't have that stretch in between the two Oregon games that he just like didn't play great. He had yeah. a couple of games where they just kind of bleh, and and Jane Daniels. I mean, Jane Daniels has put up numbers that are comparable to Joe Burrow's. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm looking at the stats yeah. right now, and, and the crazy thing about it is he he was sacked 22 times. Jaden Daniels, he was sacked 22 times. He still threw 40 touchdowns, only threw four interceptions. His rating was 208. Compare that, yeah, compare that to Penix. He threw 33 touchdowns against nine interceptions, which is still great. He was only sacked 10 times. He was protected. Bo Nix was only sacked five times. Um. He threw 40 touchdowns and three interceptions. So the the numbers and, and his rating was 186. So I think you're right. Like Bo Nix and, and Jaden Daniels were were really the two quarterbacks to beat uh, here. And uh, just doing a recap, calling back to my early season prediction, I don't see the two-lane quarterback anywhere on this list anymore. So uh, never mind. Neither is Sam Hartman, unfortunately. Yeah, there goes that one futures bet that I did make. Though I do want to say, I, I said that... Uh, um, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. could be a dark horse uh, early on, but I don't think he's going to uh, win. I would thing. love nothing more than Maserati Marv to win the Heisman. I, th- mm-hmm. I mean, I think he has a he has a, he has a case for it. I mean, he's far and away the best wide receiver in the nation. But but, but Daniels out of LSU. I yeah. mean, like like you take him yeah. off that LSU team. That is a six and six football team. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they I think they finished what eight and four. Nine and three, nine and three, nine and three with him. So six and six is probably giving him a little too much without him. (laughs) While while I'm digging into stats, let me throw this at you. Marvin Harrison Jr., 67 receptions, 1,200 yards, 
75 was his long and 14 touchdowns. Brian Thompson Jr. at LSU, 60 receptions, right? So seven less. 1,100 yards, if you're rounding up, 15 touchdowns. One more touchdown with a long of 86. Really comparable numbers. I mean, to me, Jaden Daniels, I mean, sorry, to me, Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't doesn't separate himself from, because Troy Franklin in Oregon, 81 catches, 1383 and 14 touchdowns. From the number I mean, two and the number three, I get that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, he, he's the best player probably on o, on Ohio State's team. And he had the handicap of having not a great quarterback. <laughs> Where Yeah, Brian he also, <laughs> yeah, and Brian Thompson isn't even LSU's number one wide receiver. So, I mean, that's Malik Neighbors. Talent-wise. Yeah, yardage-wise, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he got, he, talent. He got, he got 26 more catches, though. So it, it's their average is the same, um, right. Neighbors and Thompson, and he got one more touchdown, and he had a longer touchdown reception. So I don't know. I mean, you're right, and it is a product of playing with Jaden Daniels um, and Troy right. Franklin, a product of playing with Bo Nix, but I don't know. I guess I'm just saying, and, and maybe, maybe I'm – right now arguing myself out of what I'm saying because Marvin Harrison Jr. was playing with a quarterback who was not a Heisman candidate putting up monster numbers and still was in the conversation. So guess what? I convinced myself he's the best receiver. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> that worked out in my favor. I didn't I didn't have to do that much talking. It still worked out no. in my favor. If Good I job, Kevin. Enough, if I talk long <laughs> enough, I'll convince myself that I'm wrong. I do think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to go number one overall, though. I will say that. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Well, yeah, because because Bears are probably going to end up with that Arizona pick, and, and yeah, so 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 so, so you think the Bears are going to continue on with the Justin Fields experiment and not take that quarterback? Yeah, I think. Believe it or not, I think Fields is better than Caleb Williams or uh, Drake May. Uh, I, I do I'm, not think that Caleb Williams is going to be very good in the NFL. That's I'm just... not. I'm. I'm not as down on Justin Fields as some people are, and I don't think what you're saying is that outlandish either. Yeah, I, I think that Caleb Williams. Yes, he's put up great numbers, but you look at the defenses that he put great numbers up against, and then you look mm-hmm. at the defenses that he played that are good, and he didn't put up very good numbers against them, and so. I, I... I don't know. You're not going to be playing college. De- You're not going to be playing Pac-12 defenses in the NFL. That's all I'm saying. Um, I would love nothing more than the Patriots to draft Caleb Williams because I'd feel really good about that pick. I'd say, you know what? Patriots thought they got it with Mac Jones. Now they're going to get Caleb Williams, and he's going to be even worse. Oh, that would be so phenomenal. I actually, I actually predicted that today at the lunch table. That would be <laughs> Patriots take Caleb Williams. Is I that before it. or after you challenged your boss to whip his ass at pickleball? <laughs> he, you know, he had left the party by then. Otherwise, I would have. <laughs> um, I guess we could go ahead and jump over to Saturday then. Uh, the rest of championship Saturday. I do want to shout out Liberty for winning the Conference USA. Yeah, yeah Liberty Biberty. That's right, Salter. Jamie Chadwell. Chat, yeah, Jamie Chadwell. LaFollette's yeah. very own. LaFollette, Tennessee, Jamie sure. Chadwell. Um. I used to drive by his parents' house every day on my way home. Uh, oh, you weird stalker. Do his well, parents I, I, know that? 
kind of easy to tell. Do which you house think they listen? <laughs> at, at, at that time, there was a big old Coastal Carolina flag out, so it was very easy to tell <laughs> whose whose house that was. You don't see very many Coastal Carolina flags in, in La Follette, <laughs> um, so that that was pretty easy. Um, uh, Saturday, we had the Big Twelve, the the Dr Pepper Big Twelve Championship game, sponsored uh, by the WWE. That's right, sponsored by the WWE. It looked looked like it was going to be a little bit of a closer game for a minute. Halftime, Texas came out there, though, and just put their foot down on Oklahoma, uh, winning 49-21. No, 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 Uh, because it's sponsored by the WWE, Texas said to Oklahoma State, you will rest in peace. And I don't know how you can say it was close at the halftime. It was 35-14. I mean, yeah, the second half. That was an ass-kicking almost from beginning to end, dude. No, Texas took the... Texas scored late to take the lead. To go up 35-14. Texas had like a little run there at at the end of the second quarter. It was 21-7 in the first. What game were you watching? I was watching it. They they scored late. They scored late. They scored late. Am Am I delusional? Kevin was probably distracted what. by the chain gang also wearing a WWE look. Seriously, did we miss the It's like I am a wrestling fan and even I was taken aback by all of the WWE imagery and superstars very front and center for this game. No, like, see they scored with 2 minutes left in the second quarter. I was like I'm not delusional. I mean it, it can be two things, days. Kevin. <laughs> They may have done 14. that, but that means it was twenty. It was twenty-one fourteen until they scored two. I don't know, but like either no, no, way, twenty-eight fourteen. And they made it thirty-five. Yes. That, okay. That's not a close. Okay. It it looked closer. It felt closer. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm looking for. I know that I was in line to get my food at sidelines on <laughs> on Saturday, and Oklahoma State was within seven points of Texas, and I was like, in huh, the first interesting. Quarter? I guess it was very early in the game. <laughs> yeah, after the first possession. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, Texas dominated. Um, Quinn Ewers threw for about four hundred. I believe I just looked at it. Four hundred four fifty-two. God bless. Uh, had a, and, and he's coming back next year too. Did Oklahoma State field a secondary in that game, or did did they just put eleven in the box? What was happening? I I I have no explanation. I thought that this game was going to be closer than than what it was. I thought this game was closer than what it was. <laughs> you I <guess>. imagined it was. <laughs> I imagined it was a lot closer. <laughs> um, um, but but Texas Texas <laughs> rolled there, uh, and I think at that point, at that point on Saturday, we had a feeling, or at least I had a feeling that Washington was going to be in the playoff. After Texas rolled, I had a feeling, all right, the, Texas looked really good. I think they're going to be in. Yep. And we had two more spots with three games left. Yeah. Um, but we kind of already knew one of those games was was decided. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody in the world thought Iowa was going to beat Michigan. I mean, like <laughs> like, like uh, college game day, what, three of the five of them – picked Iowa to cover, but I think that was only because it was like a 23 point spread, but I don't think anybody expected Iowa to knock off Michigan. So I, I I think everybody, it's like, okay, Michigan, we can pretty much go ahead and slide them in. Oh, and by the way, Iowa didn't cover. (laughs) 
Shock of all shocks. Missed it by three. Um, <laughs> hey, they got close, so, you know. So I guess the 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 premier game, well, not I guess. I do know that the premier game on Saturday was the SEC championship between Alabama and Georgia. And this was going to be the game that kind of was the tipping point on on the playoff committee here. If if Georgia wins, there's really really no debate. Um if if Alabama wins, you kind of open up the floodgates for Texas to get in for there to be a discussion between Alabama and Florida State if Florida State would win later on this evening. Um and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, Alabama came out. They looked good. It was, it was like I, the whole game. I was thinking back to week three, and I was like, if USF just would have beaten Alabama. <laughs> and then I was thinking back to, the, to like two weeks after that, and I was like, if Texas A&M just would have beaten Alabama. Then I was thinking back to like two weeks after that, and I was like, if Tennessee would have just beaten Alabama, we wouldn't be in this scenario. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama had so many opportunities this season. Or even just... what, what, three weeks ago at this point, fourth and thir- yeah. fourth and thirty-one, the 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 prayer in Jordan oh, yeah. Jordan Air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. If 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 Auburn would have just beaten Alabama, you know, we had, there were so many opportunities for Alabama to get a knife stuck in them. And every week, people would come on. I would listen to my podcast, and they'd say, you should have killed Alabama when you had the chance. Yeah. should have killed them when you got a chance because they just kept getting better and better and better and better. And and they snapped Georgia's 29-game winning streak. Um, Georgia played good. Georgia didn't play bad. I, I think it was a but typical. Bama played better. Yeah. Yep. Bama just Georgia played, played good. Bama played great. And you talked about how this Bama team just got kept playing better and better throughout the season. One person in particular played better as <clears throat> excuse me as the season went on. Milrow. Yep. Milrow as the season went on turned into the quarterback of this Alabama juggernaut that like this is going to be a very hard out for any of the three remaining teams in the college football playoffs with the way he's playing with the way he has that offense running. And then on the other side of the ball, you have to go up against that crimson tide defense. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, a big credit to Tommy Reese. Yes. After that, after that Texas game, they lose by 10 at home. Milrow has a pretty big game. He gets benched. They, they beat USF by 14. Everybody's saying, you know, who's this Tommy Reese guy? Why is he here? Get him out of here. Get Miller out of here. You know, and really the circling point for the Alabama offense, Alabama was still winning games, but they weren't dominating as much as they had been, all, as much as they have been in the past. A lot of people are circling the Tennessee game as where Alabama kind of just like, Picked it up. The offense picked it up. Everybody got going. And from then on out, nobody's really been able to stop that offense. And that just feels fantastic. Yeah, I just love that. We were them. winning. We were winning that whole game. <laughs> I just love that. I just that. Just yeah. really love that. And the backup <laughs> yeah. to the prominence that they've been at yeah. for the last hundred years. So if you yeah, think so about I'm it, Tennessee is involved in the college football playoff, guys. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just in, well, in the worst way possible. Well, I've been saying since the beginning of the year that I claim Michael Penix as a Tennessee player. So uh, we're kind of in the playoffs anyway. There we go. 
Um, <laughs> speaking of Michael Penix and Heisman, there's a 30 for 30 on the 1997 Heisman uh, mm. after after the Heisman ceremony. I figured you would like that, Justin. Great. Um, Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah, there is. No thanks. <laughs> Uh, the great Heisman race of 1997. It wasn't great. Ugh, don't even. That's a whole nother oh, yeah. podcast, Kevin. That's a spinoff. <laughs> That'll be behind that's an the season when we start a Patreon. That's an off-season <laughs> show. It's just going to be 40 minutes of Jay screaming the F word in, 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 into the night. <laughs> Charles Woodson, you can go die. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Okay. No one can. Um, uh, out. I think back to this album and Georgia game. I, I I do think that Georgia had a had a couple of chances, and it just felt like every time Georgia punched Alabama and and they would be put within three, Alabama would go right back down the field, score mm-hmm. again, and just yep. punch back harder. Like you said, then they're going to be a hard out for whoever whoever gets you know whoever gets if they get well, past Michigan and whoever meets them in the championship game. You know they're 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 going to be a hard out. Yeah. Um, but I guess we can jump over to the ACC. All eyes were on this game now. Everybody in America, including myself, wanted Florida State to lose. Besides, you can't say everybody. Florida in State fans. <laughs> Florida State fans wanted Florida State to win. Everybody else wanted Florida State to lose. And it's um, where it all goes wrong. And, and, and this is and this is where it gets crazy. Uh, they they win the ACC championship game. 16 to six with their third string quarterback. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to pretend that I watched this game because I didn't. Um, (laughs) It it was, it was, I had no desire to watch this game or watch the Michigan and Iowa game uh, because I was like that these games, those are going to be two very boring games. (laughs) Um, So I I had, I didn't watch either one of those two games, but I do know that they won. They completed their 13 and 0 season. They won the ACC championship game. And the discussion commenced of do you put the undefeated Power 5 team? Do you put the one-loss SEC championship team? Or do you put the one-loss Big 12 champion that beat the one-loss SEC champion? Or do you put the, the two SEC teams? Or do you put Ohio State in? Or, do you, you know, there was 16 what? for three spots. Um, and, and, that, and that's what the committee had to deal with on Saturday night into Sunday morning and and they came to their conclusion and there's a lot of different avenues to go down here um i think i think so the four teams that got in were Michigan was the 1 seed, Washington was the 2 seed, Texas was the 3 seed and Alabama was the 4 seed. They left Florida State out. Um unprecedented have never left out a undefeated Power Five conference, conference champion. champion. Yeah. Um, they, and before before we go too far into that, can I let me just say because I did watch a lot of the Florida yeah State you movie. go you go you go yeah um and and so I watched it with you know my girlfriend is a is a Florida State alum her whole family's Florida State fans we were actually out at bars in downtown Knoxville watching the Florida State game um but here's the thing about that game. Um, it was terrible, but <laughs> well, it was but, a 16 to six game. Yeah. We, we kind of picked up on that. Yeah. It was zero zero at the end of the first, but <laughs> Louisville, here's the thing. Louisville is not a terrible team. Nope. They, they were 10 and two going into the, and they've had, they've got big wins. They beat Notre Dame. They, they earned their way that. to the, huh? 
We don't talk I about that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I missed it. <laughs> Sorry, it's old wounds. Um, but uh, but no, I I think, and we even talked about it on this podcast. We don't we think Louisville is a good team, a good solid ACC team. They they earn their mm-hmm. way to the ACC championship game. That being the fact, I understand Florida State's on their third string quarterback. That being said, they won the ACC championship against a good Louisville team. They held them to six points. Louisville's had a decent offense this year. A so, very good offense. Yeah. So Florida State has showed we have a championship level defense. And we're gonna I know I know that we're not gonna be getting Travis. Jordan Travis is done. He's done. But Rotomaker's gonna be back. And and that's at least a step up. This guy's been in the Florida State program for like ten years. I think he's like a super, super senior. Um you you give him because he hasn't been practicing as the number one quarterback all year long. You give him the time to practice with the number ones all the way to the bowl game. Who knows what that offense is going to look like? And I'm just telling you, I feel like Florida State showed with their defense, we can win with defense and we can score enough to win in that game. And sure, it was ugly. Sure. But I don't know how you just totally discount this game. And as we're getting into the discussion of the selection, I heard that the playoff committee was watching this game, and when they saw how Florida State was struggling to get a first down in in the first quarter, they were like, "Well, we can't let them in." Like they decided right away. I I don't know. It's yeah, I, garbage. I, so I think that if Florida State would have won in a more convincing fashion, I understand that they're playing with a third string quarterback. But I think if they would have won in a more convincing fashion, they would have been in. I do think that. Um, I'm going to go back to 2014, the very first college football playoff, and that and this is that's why this is why I make that point is Ohio State was on their third string quarterback. Yep, and and they they won. But what did Cardell do and Cardell Jones do in that Big Ten championship game? He threw lit him up. He threw for about 400 yards and like five touchdowns. And even though they were on their fourth string quarterback, third string quarterback, the committee couldn't sit there and say, oh, well, this team can't score, you know, because they they were Cardell Jones had ripped up like three teams in a row. You know, he was playing fantastic Um, and they ended up winning the national championship. That being said, I think there's a couple of different points that you can make about it. Um, I don't know. And on one hand, Florida state got super screwed, not just screwed, but like super screwed. And I completely understand Florida state fans and Florida state significant others being very <laughs> pissed off. I get that. I, I, I mean, I don't understand. I don't get it. Cause it's never happened to me, but I 100% see your point of view. Oh, I mean, Kevin, just get it, t- give it time. I'm sure it'll happen to Tennessee in the next two to four I, years. I, right? I'm certain. <laughs> and when it does, the response will be a lot different than the Florida State. Knoxville will burn to the ground. <laughs> no, not Knoxville. We'll find the CFP headquarters and burn that to the ground. <laughs> They're a full-on riot. We'll be like, you know what? If we're not in, nobody's Nobody. In. There will be no playoff. <laughs> We've proven you use the do darkness. That. You, we were born into it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to leave out Tennessee. I, I don't think that they'll do that. I think they're like, you know what? Those people are crazy. Let's see about somebody else. Um, 
but I, I do think, you know, I for Flor the the point for Florida State is you play your games on your schedule. You win your games on your schedule. You win every single game. Um you 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 beat LSU at a neutral site game. So you've already beaten an SEC team. You you have all these wins. Yes, you had a struggle win against Boston College when you had Jordan Travis. Everybody else had struggle wins too. You know, Texas lost. Alabama lost. Um Washington, Washington struggled. Yeah, Washington struggled with Arizona State. Yep. Uh, Michigan, Michigan cheated. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's that whole caveat too. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to think of who did Michigan struggle with. Well, have Florida State scheduled Florida as well, so that's two SEC wins that they have out of conference. Yeah, right. I'm I'm glad that you mentioned the Florida win because. I think the committee also looked at that Florida Florida win and said, "You guys barely beat that Florida team. A mediocre Florida, Florida team, team. Is bad. <laughs> like not going to a bowl game, bad." <laughs> um, so I think that was an, another point against Florida State, and that was with Rodemaker. That being said, though, you did everything that you had to do. You know what I mean? Uh, and and you took care of your business. On the other hand, as much as we don't want to admit it, college football is an entertainment sport. It's it's all about the numbers. It's all about what's going to bring in the most viewers. It's all about what's going to create the most most ad revenue and, and what games are going to be most entertaining. And I hate to say it, but Florida State playing Michigan would not have been an entertaining game. I think Florida State playing Washington would not have been an entertaining game. It would not have been anywhere near as entertaining as putting in Alabama against Michigan. That game is going to be fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be a very close game. Washington-Texas well, is going to be a great game. You're, and, you're, you're, you're spot on. And, I mean, I don't mean to step on your toes. Did you see Michigan's response when they revealed – the four seed, oh, and yeah. they they were expecting to see Florida State there, and then when that crimson A of Alabama flashed up, there was an audible in the room. Michigan wants yeah. no part of Alabama. That should tell you, that response should tell you everything you need to know about whether or not Florida State should have been in the playoff. Because when you have the number one team in the nation that has – pretty much ran through everybody that they've played. But they haven't played and, nobody, Paul. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> true. Um, but pretty much, I mean, they've won every game that they've played. And and they see the Alabama A instead of the Florida State Seminole, and they're groaning. You know, no. And there's two ways of thinking of that. Yes, you could say, oh, well, that's just them the fear of Alabama, not so much the I don't I would I don't want to play Alabama. I'd rather play Florida State, or I think Florida State's more deserving. No, it's just that you you don't want to play Alabama. I, I don't I get that, you know, because Alabama right now is a, a very fast train and mm-hmm. they're gonna be very hard to stop. But you look at the entertainment aspect of it, it the the two games that we got do I think the committee made the right choice entertainment wise? Yeah, I do. Do I think that the committee made the most deserving choice? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Alabama's <laughs> resume 
stacks up better than Florida State's resume. I think their wins are more impressive than Florida State's wins. Um, they have a 10-point loss at home. Florida State doesn't have a loss. So that's like the big thing. Uh, but it, and that, that, would exactly, it was that would exactly Herb be my, Well, see, but that would be exactly my argument, though. You're putting Alabama in the playoff with a team that already beat them. So, I mean, essentially they've shown their, that they, like their resume, if you look at it just black and white, well, you lost to this team that we think should be in the playoff. Although, I think what it boils down to and what you're saying is the selection is not who earned their way there. It's subjective. And that being the case, well, why couldn't we say, I bet you you could build an argument that would say Michigan didn't deserve to be in the playoff. To be honest, because probably, because, but I don't, I don't know. That one against Ohio State is that's I one mean, win. That's one win. That's one. And, and they did win. And they did you, win. You six won your games without their head coach. You won your. Oh, that doesn't matter. You won your <laughs> conference championship game against a team who is dead last in offense stats statistically. But in- where they started the season, they beat Ohio State, which even still is a top seven win and they uh, went undefeated. I mean, yeah, they, they deserve their spot as much as it now. Now the only thing you can say is they cheated, which I mean, that is a very, very good, uh, excuse me, allegedly cheated. Uh, That is a very good argument to keep Michigan. It's like, I think, I think Michigan and I think Washington, those two teams have, Lock, stock, and barrel spots in the playoffs. Uh, I think Texas, they deserve their spot in the playoffs for that Alabama win, and they won their conference. Yeah, they lost to Oklahoma, but that was a last-second loss in a rivalry game, and we know rivalry games get nuts. Um, Florida State got screwed from a football standpoint from the – Parameters that this committee has u- has used in the past, Florida State got screwed. But, like Kevin said, from an entertainment standpoint, these two games that we got presented to us on New Year's Day are going to be, I think, some of the best college football playoff games that we've had the opportunity to partake. And this is going to be the last year that we have four teams in the college football playoffs. And, I mean, what a way to go out. Um, I do feel awful for Florida State because they did everything that was asked of them. And I feel terrible for Jordan Travis. The tweet that he sent out saying, I wish I broke my leg earlier in the season. Just saying that. The hair on my arm is standing up in the worst, grossest way possible. A a, a 20, 21, 22-year-old young man saying he wished he suffered a horrific injury earlier in the season so his team would have a better chance to, pardon the pun, stand on their own legs to show that they deserve a spot after they go through their entire season undefeated, unscathed, and win their conference championship with a killer defense We've seen it in the co- in the collegiate level. We've seen it on the professional level. Defense can win championships. And yes, I mean like th- that that Florida State offense is not the same without Jordan Travis. 
I think even Florida State would admit to that. But like Jay said, give give uh, what what uh, Rudemaker, Rodemaker, Rosenbagger, uh, give 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 him a month to get ready for Michigan. I mean, go, going up against that Michigan defense ain't going to be an easy task either. But on the defensive side of the ball for the Seminoles, they have NFL players at every level. Dot dot dot. That being said, I mean. Hot damn, Michigan and Alabama, where the winner goes on to play for a national championship on New Year's Day. And on top of that, it's being played in the Rose Bowl. The top two winningest programs of all time <clears throat> going up against each other in the Rose Bowl game. I mean, like I said, I, I, my heart breaks for Florida State. They did everything that was asked of them. And then a group of, of, of people sitting behind tables and computer screens said, yeah, cool. Now we're good. That yeah. sucks. And their consolation prize is they got to play in the orange bowl against what's going to be a really pissed off Georgia football team, which by the way, Vegas has opened uh, Georgia is a 13, 13 and a half I point know. favorite. I know. I, I could not believe just, you know, being an adjacent, or say it's going to win that game, being an adjacent. Really? Man. Yeah. Um, you you could not believe because they're like wait you're telling me we don't get to get to go to the playoffs and we have to play the team that everybody believes is probably the best team in the country oh yeah yeah but george uh-huh. is gonna have no george is gonna have zero motivation to play that game yeah. george is gonna be like i don't care whereas florida state i believe is going to take the the mindset of we got screwed let's beat georgia show them that we should have been there in the first place Show you know what, should have been I, Kevin, I hope you're right, because my initial reaction is I think Florida State could kind of take that reaction you were thinking of, George. It's like, we got screwed. Like, like we did literally everything that was asked of us, and, 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 and you still gave us double birds. So you know what? Double birds to you, too. Screw this. We're out. I think I was listening. I have two points that I want to make, and I was listening – to a couple of different shows. And in one of the shows that I was listening to, they said the, the, it was Kirk Herbstreit that said it. The college football playoff committee isn't supposed to pick the, the criteria of what the college football playoff is supposed to be is the four best teams in the, in the country, not necessarily the four most deserving teams. I don't think that the committee could look at Florida state and say, Florida state is better than the other four teams that got in. That being said, if it is the four best teams are supposed to be in the playoff, I don't know how you leave out Georgia. Georgia is better than, I think, three of those teams. Maybe all four of them. Um, There's no way you could put Georgia in, though. They they were not going to put in Georgia in, which leads me to my next point. If you're Florida State, this might not be a bad thing after all. Look at what happened with UCF in 2017. You know, they wanted to be in the playoff. They thought they should have been in the playoff. They went on. I'm not saying Florida State's going to go on and claim their whole national championship thing. No, do it. Do it, you cowards. Hang the banner. But they felt disrespected. And what they do in 2018? They did the same thing. Went undefeated or lost one game. And it catapulted UCF to a place that they've never been before. They were a center of national attention and UCF's never had that. 
Now, Florida State's had that, and Florida State has that. But Florida State can sit there, if you're a Florida State fan, and say, do I want to make the playoff and get the brakes beat off of me by Michigan? Or do I want to not make the playoff, have a chance to win my bowl game? Because, like I said, I truly believe that Georgia's just going to be like, we don't want to be here. You see it a lot of times with teams that barely miss the playoffs, just decide we don't care about the bowl game and not show up. You Let's say that you win the Orange Bowl and you beat Georgia. Now, on all your recruiting trips, you can sit there and you can tell these recruits, yeah, we went 13-0. We still didn't make the playoff. But what if we had you on our team? You could sit there and instead of you go scorched earth next season and instead of winning these games, because Florida State did have a lot of close games this year or a few close games, even with Jordan Travis, you go next year and you just go scorched earth on everybody. Mike Norvell comes out next year and you just de- destroy your entire schedule. And nobody can say, oh, well, you're running up the score. You're not being very sportsmanship. You mean, no, I have to run up the score because I'm not going to get in the playoff any other way. They've screwed me already once. You know, who say they're not going to do it again? So we also have know. to remember next year uh, it, it goes well, to a 12 yeah. team. So Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, the, the bottom line for me, and I know Justin's going to hate to hear this, and it, it's brutal. It's very brutal if you're a Florida State fan. They were never going to leave out an SEC team. Never. It didn't matter what happened. They were never going to leave out an SEC team. And I hate that I have to be like, oh, well, SEC bias, SEC bias this. It's SEC bias. SEC brings in the most money. SEC brings in the most fans. SEC's dominated the college football playoff. They were, they were never going to have a playoff and not have an SEC team in it. And if you put in Alabama, you had to put in Texas because Texas beat them head-to-head. That's why I said if Georgia beat Alabama – the discussion I think is totally different. And I do think Florida state gets in yep. because you'd have your four undefeated conference champions. You know, <clears throat> I don't think you'd put in Texas over, over Florida state. If Georgia, if Georgia wins, because that Alabama win kind of loses some of its luster. Yeah. Because then um, it's two loss Alabama. Well, and speaking of two loss Alabama, what if Alabama does not convert that fourth and 31 falls to Auburn but then goes on to beat Georgia like we saw in Atlanta. What happens then? It's Georgia. You still think Georgia gets in? There were, I, I'm a Tennessee fan. I'm not an SEC fan. But I don't think that there's ever a scenario where they're not going to have an SEC team. I know going forward it's 12 teams, so it's not going to be a thing. But... I think I think that that committee woke up Saturday and said it truly does not matter what happens today. Washington's in, Michigan's in, the SEC champions in, and fill in the blank in that last one. But but in in this scenario that I laid out, the SEC champion right, would have would true. have been have two loss Alabama, and and like in the scenario that we're living in, I can kind of as much as it pains to say me, I can swallow and accept how we got to how Alabama got into the college football playoffs over an undefeated conference champion in Florida state. 
I don't think there's any way possible a two-loss SEC champion Alabama could get in over an undefeated ACC champion Florida State team. I just don't see that. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree. I th- but like I I misspoke when I said SEC champion. I, I I do think that it would put Florida State's resume up against Georgia's resume. And yeah, Alabama has their two losses, and Georgia just lost to them. Sure, but um, no, I think I think it'd be Georgia. I wow. do. Not I, okay. I, I, and and that I believe is the wrong choice. But like I said, I, the SEC moves the needle. I mean. There's no denying that. I mean, I, uh, I, I don't disagree, and especially, oh, look at that next season, SEC on ESPN. What are, what, what, what are the odds of that? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I mean, they know who butters their bread. Put it that way. The, the, committee, know who's, the committee knows who butters their bread. And, well, and I will say that since uh, technically after conference championship season is now totally over, technically – the SEC has two teams in the playoff this year, so that's true. <laughs> and, and and the Big Twelve, uh, the Texas fans chanting SEC at the Big Twelve, yeah. <laughs> golden. I mean, it was it wasn't like a few fans either. It was drowning him out. I was like, dang, they fit in. They fit right in. Yeah. Um, but man, next year's gonna be weird. Next year is going to be wild. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm excited for the playoffs. Um, I do, I do feel bad for Florida State fans and and, and their players. Um, but better luck next year. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous, by the way, that politicians are getting involved in this. I oh, sweet. Um, are, are are we talking yeah. about this? No, I yeah. all I'm no, I'm not trying to get into it. All I'm saying okay. is it's right. stupid. It's stupid. Okay, yeah, well then I, all I will well, say I is I agree. Yeah. I didn't know if that was a lawsuit that he was trying to file or like what he was doing. But uh yeah, I mean politi I also think that there shouldn't be any politicians on the committee board. <laughs> Cor- I, I don't I don't agree. think that that should be a thing. I think it should be like coaches and former players. I don't think you should have any current athletic directors that is bonkers to me that you have current athletic directors on the committee it's like yeah i'm not gonna root for the conference that i'm in absolutely not no kidding wink (laughs) it's like yeah okay well that makes no sense but um i guess with that we can transition into our pub dubs um i'm gonna be Honest, I haven't looked at this yet, so I'm interested to see what you have for me, Justin, because I, I, I want to know. <laughs> All right. Well, the evil laugh after, does not bode very well for me. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's not foreboding or anything. And so with uh, my absence last week and Landon's absence last week, Kevin got to, to run the pub dubs. And so I had to trust him that he was going to do it honorably. And I believe that he did. Just as a, a recap, week 14, we did not do well. Landon, our overall leader, went 3-7. and seven. Uh, Kevin also went 3-7 and seven because I did a double dog on the dogs, the Washington Huskies. Uh, I went 6-5, and five, so I actually pulled uh, up from, from just going dead even. So, overall, Landon, you are 45-37 and 37 with an overall win percentage of 549. I am 46-38. and 38 with a winning percentage of 548 and Kevin 
you're 35 and 48 with a percentage of 422. So it's time to start coming back. Pick some of those double dogs. It's time to do it. Um, this week's pub dubs, by the way, are brought to you by Josta. And if you Ooh. remember, if you remember the drink Josta, you and I can be friends. Full um, of caffeine and energy. Wasn't, right. wasn't, wasn't like the like the uh, mascot of that like a panther or some sort of big cat. It was. Yeah. yeah it All was. Right. Oh. Had to be pulled off the shelves because it was not good for you. It's like cracking um, a bottle. <laughs> yeah, it's like spark. Do you remember that alcoholic energy drink? That was one God, of who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> they were great to pregame with, but anyway. Oh, I bet they were. I digress. <laughs> um, all right, we're going to start on Friday, and we haven't thrown any NBA games into the pub dubs yet, but we're doing it this time. And the reason is because of local interest to me being an Orlando resident, the Magic are actually doing pretty well so far this year. So this weekend on Friday, the Cle- the Cleveland Cavi- Caviars. The, <laughs> the Cleveland Caballeros. The, the Caballeros. <laughs> the Cleveland Caballeros, who are 11 and 9, are traveling down to Orlando to play the Magic, who are 14 and 6. Right now, the Cavs are showing a matchup predictor, 51.3% uh, chance to win. Landed, the way we're doing pub dubs now, by the way, Whoever is the overall leader is going to pick first on all the picks and we'll go and we're going to go and pick order because that way the person at the bottom has a chance to make their pick strategically. So, okay. All right. So, 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 so just because I'm good at this, I'm being punished. I see how it is. Yep. Exactly. Picking, picking on the guy who has no voice. You can still be right. And actually it gives Kevin more of a chance to get buried if he wants to pick against us. So, (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. I I, I, I kind of like this. All right. Um, uh, uh, I, I did kind of look, uh, look at these uh, a little bit before we did get started. And the uh, little bit I do know about uh, the NBA this season is that the uh, Orlando magic are kind of uh, one of the early stories of this very early season. uh, And they're an early positive story about how uh, kind of good they are out of the gate. Um, So give me the uh, Orlando magic to take care of home uh, business against the uh, Cleveland Caballeros. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And and I put this on because of that, because they are the feel good story so far, but looking at their uh, most recent record, they they've dropped a few games um, and I know they got a point guard hurt. Um, so I'm actually going to take the visitor and go against my hometown team. I'm going to pick the Caballeros in this one. Boo. All right, Kevin, what about you? I, too, am going to take the Caballeros, partially because while we are recording this, they are playing right now in Cleveland, and the Caballeros are winning. All right. So that's why I'm going with the Cavs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's perfectly good logic. It's good as anything. All right. Game number two, we're staying in the NBA. We've got the Brooklyn Nets, 10 and 9, are traveling out to Sacramento to play the Kings, who are 11 and 8. And right now, the road team, oh, I didn't realize both my road teams were the, the matchup favorite. The Nets have a 53.1% chance to win, according to the matchup predictor. Landon, who you got in this one? Uh, give me the road team to take care of business. Uh, despite going from East Coast to West Coast, I think the Nets take care of business against the Kangs. All right. Well, I think I'm going to go against you again. I'm going to go with the home team in this one because 
You know, that's one of my, if I don't really know which way to go and I feel like it's close, I think traveling across country is always very hard, especially in the NBA. They play a lot of games. So, or they I'm could just, be on a West Coast swing and they're on, on two days of rest, dummy. How about that? They, well, they could be, but that still means they're far from home and sad. They don't get to pet their doggies. Well, they're dude, not. I just looked they're it up not, and they're, they're totally. Not on a West Coast. <laughs> okay, fine. I, you just called my bluff on that one. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're definitely at home the night, the two nights before. <laughs> well, balls <laughs> Evan what do you think but but they have a travel day in between so there you go um I, I'm also gonna light the beam and go with the kings uh I I think isn't that what they say light the beam yeah okay yeah. light the bean are you saying bean <laughs> flick no beam flick beam. beam you can't beam. say that <laughs> light the beam um I, I flick the beam <laughs> I'm going with lighting the beam are you saying uh, pan <laughs> Did you say bagels? Give me Sacramento. <laughs> All right. She calls yeah. the bagels bagels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Off into Saturday, we've got another big matchup, but this one's in college hoops. Number oh, 20. Thank you, God. Illinois, 7 and 1, who just had a big win against Florida Atlantic in the Jimmy Valvano Classic are traveling to Knoxville to play number 17 Tennessee, who is currently 5 and 3 after having a brutal stretch from the Maui Invitational to North Carolina. Tennessee is a 71.8% favorite, according to the matchup predictor. I think it's is a great matchup. I think it's much closer than that. Mm-hmm. But Landon, what do you think? Is this checker Thompson bowling? I don't know. Is yeah, it? I think I think they'll probably save that for uh, for an SEC game a little early in the season uh, to be breaking out the uh, bag of gimmicks. Um, uh, you did talk about it. Tennessee dropped three straight away from the friendly confines of uh, the Food City Center at Thompson Bowling Arena, as you now have to call it. You you, you yeah. have to call it. There's there's a story behind that, and I can't <laughs> talk about it. Um. Uh, Tennessee got back in the win column, uh, beating George Mason the other night, 87-66. And you might be saying, okay, they should be beating George Mason. But George Mason is a pretty good mid-major team. And what the big thing that stuck out to me, well, a couple things stuck out to me. Tennessee uh, hit 32 shots from the field. And on those 32 shots that they hit from the field, they had 27 assists. That means they were able to move the ball around. That means they got pretty much everybody on the floor involved. And Jonas Adu had 17 points. They got the big man involved. I love to see that. Give me Tennessee to take care of business in Rocky Top. I think that is going to be a raucous crowd for, I believe that's a noon tip-off on Saturday as well. Yeah, Saturday noon. Um, Yeah, I I think... I think you're probably uh, right. I, I will say I am not a Jonas uh, Adu believer just quite yet. Um, I'm going to need to see him do it. I just, I feel like he gets chances to operate under the basket and he just doesn't do anything and ends up pitching it back out to a, a three-point shooter a lot. Although I know Rick Barnes believes in him and maybe that should be enough for me. Um, I will say uh, Triple J has been playing beautifully this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of that. I think Ganey's going to get back on track at some point. I know he's a streaky shooter. I love the fact that Zakai Ziegler is starting to get his legs back underneath him. If we can just get Vescovi going, this team. Yeah, Vescovi has to get going, man. Yeah, he's got to get out of the doghouse. He's got to do something. And if that can happen, they're going to be 
Though good. Barnes has been saying there there might be some stuff going on personally with him. So so yeah. so I'm not I'm not ready to to totally bag on on Santi just yet. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm just saying he it it, it hurts us that he's not playing like himself. Um, yeah, okay, yes, agreed. But but I think Tennessee is strong at home. I think the five and three record is a little deceiving considering we played uh, that the stretch that no other team I think in the country is going to have to play this year until they get to the tournament. So I'm I'm going Vols uh, to take care of the fighting Illini. Kevin Vols by fifty. Mm. Is he gonna do it? Oh, is he gonna do it? I don't know. I don't know, man, because I really picked ten. I I thought that we were gonna kind of stomp North Carolina. Um. And, we scored and, and in fact, we got stomped. I was gonna say um, we d- they dug themselves out of a hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we 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 got stomped. Um, give me the balls, though. You know they're there at you. home. I was gonna home. say, is is he gonna pick against Tennessee? Wow. I I don't I didn't I don't want to whammy them, but maybe we don't have whammies in basketball. Maybe that's maybe that's what well, it is. Well, we did because we all three picked the same teams for the college games last week, and all three. Okay, walked. okay, I'll bite the bullet. Give me Illinois. Give oh. me Illinois. Okay. Mm. I, I will. I no no no. I will suffice. I will. I will stand up. Fall on the sword. You stand so, on business. He's standing okay. on business. Okay. <laughs> Good Did job, you, you nerd. Said? Did you see what he said in, in the interview? With yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. That I think that guy's such a dork, but that was really funny. <laughs> Did you see it, Justin? I saw it, yeah. Drinkwitz. Is... Yeah, that was... In case you didn't, Eli Drinkwitz, Eli, whatever his name is, Drinkowitz, Drink of His, whatever. Um, he was on the bowl selection show and they, they were playing Ohio state. And in the middle of his interview with Reese Davis, he says, Oh, hang on. I got a call from Connor Stallions. He's, he's calling. And I, I gotta, <laughs> gotta interrupt. And Reese thought that was the funniest thing he's ever heard. Reese was like crying, laughing so hard. It's um, a pretty good line. It was, it was pretty good. But I mean, Reese, I was more laughing at Reese, <laughs> Reese Davis's. Well, well, let me, let me tell you somebody, see so. somebody who, you know, Hosts for a living. Sometimes you have to play along. Just you know, little. He played along, all right. Yeah. <laughs> he played along. I don't oh, ever no. want to give Drinkwitz credit for anything. So I called him a nerd. Come on, yeah. you did. You did. I know. Yeah. I, I will, but I will go with Illinois. All right. Because right. I, I would rather lose than have the Vols lose. Kevin, why do you hate Tennessee and Rick Barnes in particular? You know what? It's just Rick Barnes is what it is. He's got a very punchable old man face. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please don't punch Rick Barnes. Um, we need to clip right. that and, and put it on our social media. Guaranteed our most listened to episode yet. That was, that was in March when he jokes. I could, I could just oh release that. He's got a very punchable face. Oh, my. Kevin, Kevin, I'm already sick. I don't know if my body can take that abuse. Oh. <laughs> All right, now we're going to jump into a sport that we usually do much better with. This is going to be a college American tackle football game on Saturday. In fact, it may be one of the ones with the oldest tradition in the country. It's Army versus Navy. Army coming in minus three in this one. Landon, can Army take down the midshipmen? I didn't realize this until I was doing a little bit of homework uh, for this pick. This has been a series that's been kind of streaky here recently. Uh, Army has taken four of the last six games in this series, and that snapped 
What had been a 14-game winning streak by Navy before that, dating all the way back, almost to the turn of the century, dating back to 2002. Um, That said, I think Army takes care of business. Not only do they cover, I think they win by a touchdown and then some. So give me the Black Knights to defeat the midshipmen. But honestly, love both of uh, both those teams and all of the players on the field. Do they play this game on a neutral field? This is me being ignorant. Yes, this is at this is at Gillette Stadium. But okay. they have a different one every, okay. every year. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so so that's why I I was correct in saying it was versus not at. Um, okay, fair enough. Um, you know, th- this is one of those things where I I think that the the logical pick here is probably Army. Um, I mean, both teams um, are coming in with probably less than than stellar they're both five and six well okay all right i'll just say it they're both five and six um less than stellar records um navy just lost to smu and army beat coastal carolina and they beat air force who prior to kind of a slide at the end of the year air force was was kind of one of those darling teams that everybody had you know stars in their eyes for i think i'm gonna go army let's go army go army kevin I have to go with the Navy. Do it. Go, go Navy. Shipment. Go Navy, beat Army. My brother-in-law would be mad at me because he's a Navy guy, but that's okay. Um, you know, my well, does he listen to this Navy, podcast? So an option. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Okay, all right. Kevin, the family ties, it makes sense. You got, you got to go yeah, Navy. I have to. Yeah. Even all though right. I think Army's probably better. Got to go Navy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now we're moving on to, this is a very NFL-heavy pub dub uh edition because normally we have at most five we've we've got seven this time uh no we got six there's six yeah six so six professional american tackle football games on sunday um all of these are the biggest spreads three and a half but i picked that one because it's a good one at the end of the night it's the prime time game but we're gonna start early in the day buccaneers at falcons atlanta minus two and a half landon how you feeling about those Buccaneers? Uh, AFC South matchup. Um, somebody has to win this division. I, or excuse me, NFC South matchup. Uh, my statement still stands. I think somebody technically does have to win this division. Um, Mike Evans is slowly turning in a Hall of Fame career, having his tenth straight one thousandth receiving yard season um and their running game inexplicably or more accurately their receiving game out of the backfield for tampa bay seems to just keep going and um arthur smith is not a good coach and uh um what's his nuts desmond ritter is not a good nfl quarterback give me the buccaneers to take care of business on the road in this nfc south matchup all right Tampa Bay. Um, yeah, I, so I've got Rashad uh, White on my There it is, yeah, team. Rashad White. And and he's he's really has been picking up steam, which is nice because Kenneth Walker got hurt, and now Rashad White's picking it up for me. Um, I, it, I, once upon a time, Kevin told me that Ritter doesn't lose at home, um, and then he lost at home. Uh but I think I'm going to be different here. I, I I'm going to go with the Falcons. I I think I think the Falcons 
are going to get back on the winning track here at home with Ritter and and they're going to neither one of these teams are great but I mean that's why it's sort of a toss up Falcons I'll, I'll take the Falcons Kevin I'm going to go with the Bucks uh because Desmond Ritter doesn't lose at home until he did and <laughs> and ever since then he's kind of not been good again uh when you put it this way when you have to put Taylor Heineke in as a spark to be your the spark <laughs> of your team you got a problem so uh give me the bucks would it would it Kevin Kevin your... you, you you remember when when the whole Desmond Ritter doesn't lose at home thing started going sour yeah yeah it's yeah when I, I, I remember Lord. Yep. it's when <laughs> i said yep. Desmond Ritter is not an NFL quarterback yeah, well, you know, you've kind of taken all my juju from me and just shot it into the ground. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Would it change either of your opinions to know that offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs is questionable for the Buccaneers? No. no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say Tristan Wirfs. All right. <laughs> does sound, on. does seem fun to say. It is fun. You can try it if you want to. Kristen Wirfs. <laughs> See, you had fun. With it, it is fun. I, I I did have a really good time. <laughs> All right. University of Iowa. <laughs> next, the Board next matchup will, will be the Colts at Bengals. Uh, Indianapolis minus one in this matchup, but uh, the Bengals have got the matchup predictor at fifty three point five percent. Landon, give us your thoughts. Man, this is a game of what if. What if um, everybody was healthy for this game? Because if everybody was healthy on both teams, I think the Bengals are, what, at least a six and a half point favorite. But unfortunately, uh, Joe Burrow ain't walking through that. Well, he's probably walking through that door, but he's going to walk through that door and then promptly sit on the bench uh, in street clothes. And uh, for that reason... I can't believe I'm going to say this. Give me Indianapolis to continue oh. their inexplicable playoff run? Question mark. <laughs> Is a Titans fan that 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 hurts the soul? Led by Gardner Minshew, not even Adrian or Anthony Richardson either. That's right. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Hard and to Jonathan Taylor's hurt too. That's right. Yeah, Colts on a four-game winning streak. Tony Soprano's in a coma. Can't get instant gratification. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> um, the Bengals did just pull off a big win at Jacksonville, 34-31 in overtime, um, where Trevor Lawrence did something to his ankle. Um, sprained it. Yeah. A yeah. bad sprain, as, as we're going to see here in a second. I think for this one, I'm going to go with the home team, and I think the Bengals are going to win. I, I just – are the Colts going to go on a five-game winning streak with three of those being on the road? Maybe, but I don't think so. What do you think, Kevin? I got the Colts. I've got Ooh. the Colts. I think the Colts keep rolling. Uh, something about the Colt magic is just – Oh, I hope Colt magic isn't a thing going forward. Oh, it's <laughs> it's Colt magic with the – um, give me the Colts. Yeah. All right. Very good. Now we move on to the game that we just mentioned. Trevor Lawrence, uh, his team will be traveling to Cleveland. Uh, the Jaguars will be traveling and taking on the Browns, the Browns minus three in Cleveland in the dog pound. And, uh, 
they they've proven that they can win some games in the dog pound. Landon, how do you feel about this one? Not great, Jay. Not great because uh, you did mention that uh, Trevor Lawrence goes down with an ankle injury on Monday night. Uh, before he went down, Jags were actually favored in this game. And the fact that the line has swung now to not only Cleveland favored, but Cleveland favored by a field goal. That tells me Vegas does not think that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. So that means they're falling back on, I believe their backup is CJ Bethard, Bethard, whatever. Um, but on the flip side, Cleveland is going to be st- rolling out uh, DTP, Dorian Thorpe. Doesn't oh, Joe Flacco? Well, they signed Joe Flacco, who started last week, but uh, DTP or whatever, uh, I, I saw reports might clear concussion protocol, so he might be back this week. Um, I, God, who the hell is going to win this raw fight? <laughs> um, Cleveland's defense is really strong, so, and they are at home, so give me Cleveland, question mark? Yeah. And I mean, Make sure you put the question mark. Yes. Oh, okay. Put the question uh, mark. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Landon. I I just think um, Cleveland at home. They they this year at home they've they've played better and stronger. They're five and one at home. Um, of course, the Jaguars somehow are five and zero oh away. So kind of strength on strength. Uh, the Jaguars don't like to win at home, and Cleveland likes to win at home. But um, <laughs> without Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, my hope is that they lead on ETN and he runs up the score because that would help my fantasy team as well. Well, there you uh, go. But yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Browns because I think they're gonna stack the box. And by the way, maybe I need to make a little change on my roster. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, uh, what you-, you know when I have a game that I don't know who's gonna win, mm-hmm. like this, and I don't have a very good lean either way. Do you know what I do? You, uh, I say nobody's going to win. It's going <laughs> to be a tie, baby. Wait, that's an option? Yeah, of that's course. That's my option. Tie. Kissing your sister. It's a tie. <laughs> well, he got really enthused about kissing your sister. That's weird. Very good. All right. And it was DTR, not DTP. Don't Google DTP. <laughs> and if you do, uh, make sure you're in safe mode. Uh, Dorian yeah. Thompson Robinson. So Robinson, there you go. There you go. Yeah. CLA. Well, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, I heard that Josh Dobbs is going to be starting in this next game for the Vikings after an off week. So the Vikings are traveling to Las Vegas to play the Raiders, and they are favored minus three. Landon, do you think Dobbs is going to bring some of that astro magic into <laughs> the black hole? Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. That's what am I saying? Sexual. <laughs> well, I mean, astronauts do know how to get around space and black holes are in space. Um, and the pastronaut is going to be playing with his full slew of weapons. Justin Jefferson is returning to the lineup. So give me the Minnesota fighting Dobbs to take care of business on the road, taking down the uh, Raiders. <clears throat> that one hurt. That was a good. That was a good boom impression. Thank you. Way, way to go, Tish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one hurt. Yeah, if I'm just going to do sound effects, I need to remember I got uh, this. There you go. 
<laughs> All right, the fighting Joshua Dobbs, uh, Landon, you're locked in. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I, it, I'm not going to pick against Josh Dobbs. Give me, give me the Vikings. Uh, I, I heard that they're tailoring the offense even further in the off week to play to Josh Dobbs' strength. And that's, I mean, it says something because the coach actually said after the last game that they would be evaluating who could get the ball to the playmakers the most effective. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going Vikings in this one. I read the same thing, Jay. I even heard the fact uh, that uh, they're going back to week one. Um, uh, players are changing their names. So once again, Josh is not going to know anybody's names going forward. Great. Because that seemed to work uh, uh, the first time he played for them. <laughs> Perfect. I too am going with the Vikings. Okay. At risk of whammy. No, no, no. It, it's fine. You two picked the Vikings. I picked the fight in Josh Dobbs. That's right. We're good. We're good. That's true. We're safe. I think Justin Jefferson makes a little bit of a difference there for Dobbsy. Yeah. Just a little bit. All right. Now we got a couple good primetime matchups here. Uh, well, the the first is, is an afternoon game, the next primetime. But uh, Bills at Chiefs. Kansas City is minus two and a half. Um, they have been sort of hard to hard to read this year. But Landon... I mean, so have the Bills. So I, I don't know which way you're going to go. Which way do you think you'll go? And by, by the way, it's down to one and a half uh, at, if I'm looking at the spread real time. Oh, so so we're adjusting it to the real timeline. One and a half. Oh, boy. Um, um, the Kevin and I did an episode where you were uh, absent and I made the bold claim that I don't think the Buffalo Bills are that good this year. And the more I watch the Kansas City Chiefs, um, I just think they're kind of okay this year. So yeah. I, I think these are two of the most enigmatic football teams in the National Football League. Uh, But Kansas City is just so frustrating, and you can't expect anything from them on the offensive side of the ball. Um, You know, Josh Allen is good for at least one turnover during the game. I I like the way you're showing us your math here. I appreciate this. But Isaac Pacheco is just a damn Tasmanian devil running with the ball. I'm... That's true. Give me the Chiefs to take care of business at home, and I hate this pick. I don't think you should hate it. I'll tell you why. Because I'm leaning towards the Chiefs myself, and, and I'm only doing it because I'm looking at their pattern the last five games. The the Chiefs went loss, win, loss, win, loss. It's time for them to get a win to keep the pattern going. And on the Bills' side, it went win, loss, loss, win, loss. So it's time for the Bills to complete their pattern with another loss. Catch that so. hell. Okay. Wait, wait, hold on. Do we know if time person of the year, Taylor Swift, is going to be in Kansas City to catch this game for her boo, Travis Kelsey. Do we know that? I would feel a little bit better about yeah, my pick. I know. I agree. I I don't know. I don't have that information for you right now. But what I do know is that I think the Kansas City Ch- Chief fans 
are going to show up in in full force regardless and and they're loud um i heard a rumor just speaking of this because i think at one point i heard that the chiefs had set like a a, a decibel record at one of their games i heard that tennessee broke that this year did you hear this you should know so i'm going to lean on you if you know the truth to this story i'm sorry what i can't hear you <laughs> no no i i i did not hear that story but at the same time, that wouldn't surprise me because, I mean, like anytime Tennessee gets up for a big, big game, and I mean, that Georgia game, definitely a big game. Uh, I mean, I could only imagine what it sounded like when Tennessee, not only Tennessee football royalty, Tennessee, the state of Tennessee royalty, our queen, Dolly Parton, came out with Peyton Manning, those two right there, I'm I'm surprised that it didn't register on the Richter scale and people just didn't become spontaneously pregnant seeing that site right there. Okay, so I just Googled to fact check myself. Okay. Here's what, here's what Google told me. Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City holds the Guinness record for loudest outdoor stadium. Um, the record was set at 42, 142.2. Now, what I heard is that Nayland hit 143 this year. So I don't know if that's true, but someone needs to go out and update the Guinness book if that's true. Was that in the or, Georgia game or was that yeah. in the A&M game? In the Georgia game. Yeah, we, we were thinking the Georgia game, but regardless, what I'm hearing is we need to go out and at least get a Guinness. I, I think that's true. Okay. I'm, all right. I'm for, I'm for it. Just hey, like a uh, plan, boys. All right. So, Kevin. Uh, we've given you plenty of time to think about this. I know you, yeah. I know you were, it almost put you in the floor trying to pick this game, but, uh, bills Literally. and chiefs, what are you thinking? Well, uh, right before I was really deliberating, um, I heard Landon ask if the time person of the year was going to be in attendance and, and she is, um, Oh snap. Okay. I feel much better about my pick. Thank you, Kevin. I'm going with the chiefs, buddy. Uh, the, the, the queen confirmed her relationship that she's been in a relationship with Travis Kelsey for a while. Uh, she's she's done with her European leg of the, or her uh, South American leg of the Eras Tour. Um, she doesn't pick up the European leg till the beginning of next year. Um, I believe in I believe in March is when she gets back on tour. Uh, I, I'm right. It is March. Um, <laughs> like you don't know. Yeah, noted <laughs> yeah, Swifty like Kevin know. over here. Kevin's very excited to see Taylor Swift next year. Um and so, yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs. I, right. I, and I like the Bills. I think the Bills are good, but you you don't, you know, Landon says the fight in Josh Dobbs. Well, I say the fight in Taylor Swift's. Um, okay. You, I'm changing you don't your, beat Taylor. I'm changing your pick so we don't whammy the Chiefs here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, cool. even if you didn't change it, I don't know if uh, if uh, our whammy powers could, uh, could stop uh, T-Swift. No, in her year, I mean, I mean let's, listen. Let's be honest. It, this is yeah. It's the year of Taylor. I'm wearing my friendship like bracelet. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's real. I mean, I mean, she made a hundred million dollars on Spotify alone. When every other artist is talking about how how Spotify is ruining music, she's like, yeah, I'm 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 making enough to buy a small country off Spotify. Yeah, she's the queen. That's that's just what it boils down to. No, no, to. Dolly's the queen. Yeah, you're right. She's mother. 
Um, that's what it boils down to. Mother. Um, as long as you don't start talking about kissing sisters again, I'm fine with that. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. We don't kiss sisters in this house. Just our wives. <laughs> our <Don't> sisters' kiss. wives. <laughs> um, just what just, are we Mormon now? <laughs> and the dogs. <laughs> Whoa! This podcast just took a turn. I gotta go, guys. What? All right. You don't give your dog kisses? No. <laughs> Every, come on, Zoe. I see, you know Zoe. I see where Zoe puts her mouth. That is a, that that is a, that's going to be a nope from me. <laughs> okay. uh, well, Judge and Rudy get all the kisses they want. I can't tell them no. Look, I understand you like the Yankees, but damn, dude. <laughs> Funny story about that. I know we're doing pub toes, but you, I have to. Um, I did say Yankees. This is my fault. Yep, you this think. is your fault. You, that was that's the key word. Um, <laughs> Last year I got Judge, and it was right around this time, uh, and it was right or I got him in October of last year, but it was right around this time that I posted that Aaron Judge was in free agency, and you know there was a whole question of if he was coming back or whatever. Which if he, never mind. If he wouldn't have come back, my dog would have a different name. Um, <laughs> really? Yes. Well, I kind of get that. Yeah. 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 Um, it was a very ballsy decision on my half. Uh, but I did it, um, and and I posted a tweet. Oh, man, it was right after Aaron Judge signed, like the day after. And I was like, I love nothing better than leaving in the morning and seeing my wife in bed with Judge. Oh, weird! Somebody, <laughs> somebody tweeted back and was like, "Dude, he's a baseball player. Chill out." <laughs> That's awesome. I sent a picture of my dog. I was like, no, I'm talking about my dog. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. I, I walked I into say, it. But, yeah. I will say that if the Yankees had cut ties with Judge, you could have just said that your dog was named after Judge Reinhold. And Kevin, I know you might yep. be too young to know who that is. I know who that is. You do? No. Oh, uh, well, then may I suggest you go watch Beverly's Beverly Hills Cop or Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and you'll see Judge Ryan. Or at uh, least his run as a uh, special guest star on Arrested Development. Oh, he was also in the Santa Claus. Kevin, have you seen the Santa Claus? Yes, yes, I have seen that. Hang on. Let oh, me he's just the, Google, let me he's Google the stepdad. This he's the stepdad in, in the Santa Claus. Oh, I know who this guy is. Yeah. So you could have yeah. named him after him. Everyone or you knows. could have just said you're a fan of justice. That's true. That's right. Judge That's right. Judy. Um, <laughs> a fan of justice. Uh, no, no. Right. My dog's name is Judge after Aaron Judge. And that's the only one. If, if he would have uh, left, yeah. I would have changed I would have changed his name to Hendon or I don't know. Hooker. <laughs> yeah, you should have definitely gone for here, hooker. Has anybody <laughs> seen my hooker? <laughs> now that's the clip you uh, you put on social. That'll get us hits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We got a primetime matchup to pick, and then we can wrap up Pub Does and put everybody out of their misery. Um, Eagles at Cowboys. Dallas minus three and a half. Dak has been playing great lately. Uh, Landon, you're kicking us off. Do you think the Cowboys keep it rolling and get their fifth straight? The Eagles just got smoked by the 49ers at home. I mean, so. not only did the Eagles lose, like you said, they got 
demolished and it was in the city of brotherly love and Dak. I mean, it's like for whatever reason, Dak has always had his naysayers, but Dak is on this tear here recently. If he continues this and more importantly, continues this through a playoff run, he very easily could silence his naysayers for good. Um, my rule of thumb this year up until last week was don't pick against the Eagles. Then I saw them just get riggedy wrecked <laughs> by the 49ers. Eagles going on the road to Dallas with the way Dallas is playing with that Dallas, not only that offense, that defense, that defense that can create turnovers. Jalen Hurts, good quarterback, kind of playing iffy right now. Um, This one's going to come back to bite me. How about them Cowboys? No, oh, don't. You don't have to put it that way. Um, They are America's team. I'll admit it. But uh what the Wolverines? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going the Missouri I'm riding, Tigers. <laughs> I'm riding the wave right now. The Cowboys are on the crest of the wave and the Eagles look like they just went under the wave. So yeah, I, I'm going Cowboys as well in this one. Kevin. Uh, the the popular pick would be the Cowboys. The smart pick would be the Cowboys. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. <laughs> hey, Kevin, nobody's named a double dog this week. You want to make it a double dog? E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Double dog. Their, oh. their fans do like to spell their name. It's true. I named it. I baited him into it. Part of me wanted to say Cowboys win, but Eagles cover, but I didn't. I mean, you could say that. It's not worth it. Right, yeah. (laughs) I'm not gonna. I'm I'm sticking by my guns. Uh, I'm looking to see. Eagles cover. My only opportunity for a double dog is, well, I guess I could go NBA if we, is it okay to use the matchup predictor? Um, yeah, that's to, yeah. those okay. odds don't come out until like day of so I, I'm going to take the Kings as my double dog this week That'd be a, that's a good double dog I mean I fully intend to see I fully expect the Eagles to lose because Dak Prescott's having an MVP season but I just wanted an excuse to sing the song Landon do you need a double dog or are you abstaining the one time y'all peer pressured yeah, me into it it, 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 it came back to bite me in the ass. Well, then don't, don't do, do it. it. You don't have don't to do it. it. It's like, it's like, just don't, just don't. Because you're, you're the leader in the clubhouse. Because it would really come down to how confident do I feel in a Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Well, then don't do it. Yeah, I think I'm going to abstain. Okay, very good. And that'll do it for Pub Dubs Week 15, brought to you by the delicious beverage Josta. Josta, no longer available anywhere. Products are sold. Back to oh. you, Because remember, it's a panther or a big cat of some sort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, I was really hoping that we would have some breaking news while we were on here, but... 
No breaking news. Um, oh, nothing, buddy. Nothing. Wait, I have. I do have something. But I have an it, announcement. Is Juan, is Juan Soto a Yankee? Nope, not that. Nope. I purchased. I mean, he tickets. is. But... Today or yesterday, I purchased tickets to an upcoming game of interest. It's true. Oh, you're going, ladies and gentlemen. I will be attending the Citrus Bowl, brought to you by Cheez It. That's right. Good. Good. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We got that. Hang on. We got more. We got more. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I have time for one question. Uh, yes, the duck down front. Yes, I am Quackers. Thank you. Um, no, you're cheese. It's not Quackers, dumbass. So the last time I attended a, <laughs> the last time I attended a Citrus Bowl, it was in 2002 when Tennessee took on the Michigan Wolverines and absolutely destroyed them. So I'm going to be bringing back that mojo. We're going to see another example of how fast the SEC is against this slow as molasses Big Ten. Because this is really a throwback Big Ten football team. They can't score points. All they do is play defense. We're going to smoke them. We're going to smoke them. We will definitely get into the Citrus Bowl next week on our Bowl Bonanza. Um, But, yes, I, I don't expect this to be a close game at all. I'm very jealous that you get to go. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, but I think I kept, it's the right choice. I kept telling Casey that I was going to buy a ticket for the game, singular. <laughs> and uh, she was like, oh, really? You're going by yourself? Okay. But she purchased, while you? you're in Knoxville, she purchased some official Vols gear, so she's allowed to go with me. Oh, why oh don't very you nice. Go, why don't you go to the Citrus Bowl and then go to the Orange Bowl? I think it would be the other way. I think the Orange Bowl is 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 New Year's the- Eve. The, yeah, I think so it's the thirtieth, isn't it? Yeah. Or yeah, Orange Bowl is that Saturday, the thirtieth. Yeah, do both. Do both. Do both. I mean, well, you have the money, right? That that, so that she big, can watch podcaster money. We could ride the Sun Rail down to Miami and then back up to Orlando to go. To is it. that a sex thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and and we would have such a citrusy bowl season. That's right, true. Lots of oranges consumed. Yeah. And we'll Jesus, consider we'll consider it. It's not a no. Um, but yes, uh, very jealous of Justin that gets to go down to the Citrus Bowl. That'll be a good time um, for you. I mean, he'll have fun, but at the same time, it it, it really might be the first one to fifteen points wins. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know what? I, I'm actually going to take the over in that game. What uh, Kevin? No, okay. This podcast uh, has turned into an intervention. Kevin, you have a problem. I am going to take the over. I think we're just going to just beat their brains in. <laughs> oh, boy. Call me crazy. Okay, um, crazy. <laughs> uh, but uh, without further ado, we're going to wrap up this episode. I want to thank you guys for hopping on with me and recording. Like I said, next week, Bull Bonanza. Be here. Be squared. Be ready to be picking. Um, we, I, the official ESPN pick'em group is live. The name is ready for it. Moonshine and scoreboards. Whoa. Nobody, nobody's picked that group name. So I got you get that from, I don't know. I don't know. Some wise guy came up with it. Um, all you gotta do is go to the ESPN app and go to the pick'em, uh, college football bowl, bowl mania, uh, portion of it and 
Just type in Moonshine and Scoreboards under group name, and it'll come up. Uh, you, will you see my picks? I don't think I've done my picks in there yet. I'm keeping them a surprise. Um, but I do want to thank you, Joe, for producing us. Uh, can't wait to come back next week. Uh, his JMU Dukes are going bowling. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, deservedly so. Um, and until so next week, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to follow us on the socials at Boozy Sports Pod. And I can subscribe, and we will see you next week, by which time Juan Soto will definitely be a New York Yankee. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you for listening to another episode of Moonshine and Scoreboards. Moonshine and Scoreboards is a Tri-M production and is hosted by Kevin Scott, Landon Doan, and Justin Krutzinger. Our engineer is Joe the Engineer. If you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Podcast, or anywhere you get your podcast. You can email us at moonshineandscoreboards at gmail.com. Subscribe, tell a friend, and come back next week for all of the fun, the games, the moonshine, and of course, the scoreboards.